lift up your right hand and thank him. Tonight is the last night. And so whatever you have to receive, you have to receive it tonight. Whatever has to be deposited in you has to be deposited tonight. You are not living here the same as you came on Wednesday. You are not living the same as you came on Thursday. You are not living the same as you came tonight. You are going out a blessed person. You are going out as somebody whose spirit is stirred up unto good works. Thank you, Jesus. Father, have your way and bless us with your presence. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Be seated, everybody. All right. Well, 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 well. Every good thing must come to an end. And this evening is the last night of the convention. But it is also the beginning of greater things that are going to happen in your life. Some of you don't believe it, so you are not saying the amen well. It is the beginning of greater things that are going to happen in your life. Yes. Hallelujah. This evening, I am going to share on something that always is a blessing. You see, everything about God's word is a blessing. I am always excited personally when I have the opportunity to sit before God's word, either to read it or to hear a preaching or even through music because God ministers to us in several ways. And anytime you encounter his presence in whichever form, you are blessed. Yeah. And tonight, you are going to be blessed. I said tonight, you are going to be blessed. Wonderful. So we've been talking about stirring up the lion in you, the, the eagle in you. See, some of you are just fearful people. Yeah. You look timid. A lion is not a timid animal. Even if it is lying down quietly and sleeping, the ears are sensitive. It can smell things. When it rises up, you see that all the animals are running away. Yeah. That's the power that God has given you. That's why from today, you shouldn't be afraid of anything. Lions sleep during the day and they wake up in the night to hunt. You see, they are are fearless. Some animals, when they see the lions, they just find somewhere. Even when sometimes they are very full and they don't want to hunt. That's how they are. When they are very full, they sleep. They don't hunt. So during the day, they sleep a lot because of the sun and they gather energy. Then in the night, you see them. When they catch their prey and they eat, then they sleep. When you see them sleeping, you can't determine whether this one will come or not. So many animals, when they see the lions, another place. Yeah. You should be somebody who people run away from, even when you are just walking around. Yeah. You see, demons, eh, they they notice people. Yeah. There are a lot of demons in this room. They are in people. They are with people. They have accompanied people here. I'm telling you. Yeah. And, and they should be afraid of you. Yeah. Yeah. They should be afraid of you. I'm telling you. Some of you, if your eyes open, you run away. Yeah. If God opens your eye right now to see some things, 
the people who are trying to run away, you, you pass them. I'm telling you. Yeah. What you see, you will not like. I'm telling you. Yeah. Because there's a realm. And there are things in that realm. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. That's how it is. So, where are you all coming from? Where did you go to? These children, you should watch them more. Are there ashes outside? Check if there's anybody outside there. The washroom, lock it or something. Yeah. Right. Hallelujah. Beautiful. Yeah. Stir up the eagle that is in you. Eagles see from far. And they are strong. You understand? They go to places where many birds cannot go. You see, some of you, you make yourself too common. Everywhere. Every beer bar, every drinking spot, they know you. Yeah. Some of you girls, every bad boy knows you. Yeah. Yeah. Your friends are not people that you should even bring home. You know, there are some people that you shouldn't bring them to your home. Yeah. When I was young, I remember sometimes there are some friends when they come, my father will see it, my mother sometimes said, Who is this? And later I realized that they were seeing things that I didn't see. Because all those people were very bad boys. Yeah. But you enjoy the company because you are also doing the bad things. You see the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Learn to be in a realm where not many people are. You see. That's why you have to love prayer. Isolation. Eagles are isolated animals. They are very rare. You don't see eagles around. But they are a lot. Yeah. You don't see them. They are strong. They have sight. They are visionary birds. That's your story. May you see things from afar. Some of you, you are making choices of marriage, uh, uh, what's it called, career, this, that. And many of them are wrong. Sometimes when you even have somebody who is helping you and counseling you, you don't believe, you don't respect it. Because you yourself, when you are left, you can't see from afar that this choice is wrong. Yeah. Who is that person sleeping behind you, Mama Ibori? Okay, sit up. Sit up. No, behind you. Uh Sit up. Look at me. Hey, you have started early. Yeah. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Stir up the supernatural gifts in you. You see, go and listen to the messages. I don't know whether the, the, the messages are there and they are nice. But go and listen to them. Yeah. There are supernatural gifts that are in us. Do you understand? And God, he's a supernatural God. Anything he gives you is not normal. You have to believe God to be different in so many ways. And yesterday I spoke about stirring up your prosperity through giving. Many Christians don't like to give. They like to withhold. They like to hold on and spend. The Bible says that there is that withholdeth, yet tendeth to poverty. And there is that scattereth, yet increaseth. Yeah. It's the word of God. You see, they can't find it unless you quote the scripture for them. 
Hmm. Have you found it? Hmm. All right. Mercy. Okay. Now, this evening, I'm continuing and we are going to things that will bless us for a short time. I want God to lead us. I have a short time to speak, but I don't know what God is going to do. Maybe God can finish before I want to finish and then I'll go. Or God can decide to extend it. Um, let's go to First Timothy chapter one and verse six. First Timothy chapter one and verse six. You couldn't find the scripture. You are not serious. First, where's your scripture? First Timothy 1 6. You people, I don't think you are helping me. If that's what it is, then I shouldn't even wait. I should just quote the things and move on. Yeah. Okay. Second Timothy. Second Timothy 1 6. Second Timothy 1 6. 2 Timothy 1 6. Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance. This is the first scripture we read on Wednesday. Is that not so? I think so. Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. Now, I remember saying to you that anytime you come into the presence of God, when preaching comes, when hands are laid on you, there is something that is deposited in you. But sometimes, many of us don't know what has happened. Sometimes we explain only the encounter. I felt something cool. I felt I was shaking. You know, I was, I mean, I felt some breeze, something. You explain things, but you don't really know what has happened. You can't say the things, you can't give a list of the things that have happened. You see, and that is why sometimes you don't know how to also continue the work. And I believe that we've been able to teach you, at least from the past two nights, that anytime hands are laid in you, certain things are deposited. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And those things that are deposited are the things that must be stirred up. And I remember using cooking as an example. There are a lot of ingredients that go into cooking, into making stew. Do you, do you understand? When you have oil, you want to do stew, you, 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 you start uh, boiling or st- uh, steaming or whatever the oil is on fire. You put salt. You stir it. You put pepper. You stir. You put onion. You Any ingredient that goes into it, you stir it. You don't just leave it. Because the stirring is what makes that thing that you have put in saturate what you are doing. So, see, when, when you have a gift, it has to be stirred up so that your whole body 
you know, enjoys that gift. Your whole body, your whole spirit, your whole soul. You see, because sometimes the gifts, they are very spiritual, but you don't see it in your life physically. And sometimes it doesn't affect your thinking, your mindset. So you are just walking down, walking up and down, as if you have nothing, you have not encountered anything. It's just like you pour sugar in tea, and then you start drinking the tea. You will finish and see that the tea is, uh, the sugar is under. Ah, why is it that the tea is not nice? Because you haven't stirred it up. When you stir it up, everywhere is sugar, everywhere is milk. Is that not so? That's how it is. So wherefore, I put you in remembrance, Paul said, that you stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. There are things that are inside you by the laying on of hands. I believe that everybody here, at least a pastor has laid hands on you. I have laid hands on you. Your pastors have laid hands on you or something. A man of God has laid hands on you before. Is that not so? So, what do you think happened to you when hands were laid on you? Some of you don't know. Sometimes people want wives or women want husbands. So they come to be prayed for. And then when the hands are laid, the, the woman believes I've received my husband. It's not the husband that you may have received. <laughs> you may have received the spirit of a lion. That makes you bold. Because you are afraid to marry. And there is somebody in your life who, is, who wants to marry you, but you are afraid to say yes. Because when you look at him, he doesn't have money. He doesn't have a car. I mean, eh? when you ask him for $200. He will scratch his head as if he is seeing a vision. Yeah. So you look at today and you are afraid to commit yourself. Yeah. A friend of mine told me a story some time ago. He said there was a lady he liked when he finished school. And the lady comes from a rich family. And they, when they were in school, they were friends. I mean, I know the lady as well. And he proposed, I mean, they were, when they were on campus, you know, it's like, Charlie, we are going to marry. But when they finished, the girl was not ready. I mean, all kinds of things. And it pained the guy. He didn't understand. He didn't understand. He said, ah, I mean, we've been in school for three years. We are finished. Now that I've got a job, you two have a job. And then, I mean, it's like, let's get married. We are now coming to behave somewhere and speak somewhere. Let's, let's wait for what? <laughs> Not knowing, the real reason was that the girl looked at the guy and couldn't imagine when the guy would make it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because from where she comes from, and the pressure, it's like when the guy comes to visit, he doesn't have a car. And then when he's going, then the mother will ask, so is this the man who wants to marry you? Eh? You see, it's like, it's a very loaded question, you see, because she knows the home she comes from. So the girl was intimidated. She was afraid to say yes to this guy. You see, but she loved the guy. And at the point, the guy realized that, look, we are finished school. I want to marry. It's been two years. You are saying this. You are saying that. Let me move on. And he actually moved on to somebody and married. Yeah. And the girl was very, 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 very hurt. Yeah. But it was later that she had to gather courage and tell the boy that. 
This is the reason. Yeah. You see, that's what the spirit of fear does. It makes you doubt. Even when you have to take a decision, you are doubting. Yeah. Yeah. You are looking at, you are looking at uh, 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 today. You are looking at the car the person drives. Sometimes you can see someone who drives a nice car today. I'm telling you, that person is the wrong person for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I see when you come into the presence of God and we, we, we teach you, we preach to you, we lay hands on you, we open your eyes to things and you just have to believe and stir, stir it up. You have been given, you know, normally when you go uh, 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 for buffet, those of you know how to eat at buffet, you see that, you know, you take a little of plenty things. Is that, is that not so? But when it goes into your stomach, it goes into your stomach as one. Because you chew all together. And it's like your stomach has a mechanism of mixing all the different things that you have eaten. And that's what gives you strength. If it's only rice that is in your stomach. You know, that's why we have uh, uh, sicknesses like diabetes. Your body needs sugar. But when it takes the sugar, it cannot process it. It stores it. So the body now doesn't have sugar for you to function. So you lack energy. You are dizzy. You are this. Meanwhile, there's a lot of sugar that is somewhere. Instead of going to mix with the blood system and giving you energy. So you have to knock insulin into the system to inject sugar. Where are the doctors? Where are the nurses? Where are the science students? Dr. Nosa is here. What I'm saying, is it true? It is true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So listen, so there is an imbalance. When, when it's like you take a lot of things, but only one thing stands out. Yeah. That's why staring is a spiritual instruction. It says you have, God has given you several little, little things, but let everything mix together. Yeah. Stir it up. It makes you complete. Yeah. It makes you complete. That's the power that God's word has. That's the power of laying on. That's what sometimes some of you, when we lay hands on you, you say you want money. When we lay hands on you, it's not money that you get. If that's how it is, I will lay hands on my head and sit in my house. Do you understand? And when I get up, Charlie, there's one bag of uh, euros here. There's one bag of dollars. There's another bag of uh, pounds. Hey, Charlie. Yeah. 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 There are things you have to do. Yeah. That's why I spoke about giving. You see, you have to understand it. The putting on of your hands. Now, go to verse 7. For God, the scriptures are linked together. You didn't know that they are two in one. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear. Now, what you don't have is fear. Satan operates with three powerful forces. Number one is the spirit of deception. He lies. Deceives people. Satan. He deceived the whole world. And the spirit of deception is what makes people religious. They feel that by their religion and their rituals and the things they do, they are going to heaven. And it makes them feel that they are better than 
other people. So the spirit of deception is what makes people proud. So when they say somebody is proud, the person is deceived. That's why pride is not found only in rich people. It, sometimes rich people are humbler than poor people. Sometimes you can go to a company, the boss, very humble, but the security man. The security man. Yeah. He speaks to people anyhow. The boss will never speak to people like that, but he. No. You can go to a home, the madam of the house, very humble. Then the cleaner, the maid, who sweeps the room. Because there is a deception. Yeah. Yeah. People are deceived. Deception means you believe in a lie. So you don't think well. Yeah. You have nothing, you are proud. Yeah. That's why sometimes girls who are beautiful are proud because they think that this world, then beauty, outward beauty is everything. Let me tell you. If, if you think outward beauty, because I know a woman who said, I look into the mirror and I like myself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you are, I know you are not surprised because some of you, when you look into the mirror, you like yourself. <laughs> You now, as you have, you have dressed, you have tied, painted your face, I mean, done your hair, wore your tight jeans, your buttocks is showing like that. Hey, you have, hey, your stomach is flat, and you are walking. Hey, you know that people are looking at you. Yes. So, so sometimes you see you are proud. You, you, it, it, it makes you feel good. Yeah. So maybe some, 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 some boy will call you, sister, sister. Then you look at them and say, hey, why, why should this boy come? Why? Hey, why? <laughs> yeah. When you look, when you look at, when you look at the guy, you look, you start looking at his shoe. You look at his shorts. You look at a singlet. You say, hey, you are not my type. What do you want to say? My type. <laughs> so, listen. It feeds you. Because, you see, this is something God hasn't given to you. But you have it. There are many things we acquire. You see, you can be with your parents and you let your parents teach you good things. Me, my father, I never saw my father drink. He doesn't drink. He doesn't smoke. My house, there's no alcohol in the fridge. Yeah, when we're young, you know sometimes, because my father is a big person, people give gifts, they give this whiskey, whatever, cognac, expensive drinks. He pours it away. And those times, when they pour it away, we, we fetch water with it. They clean it, and then we fetch water and put it in the fridge. Yeah. And we use it to drink ice water. Yeah. Today we have bottled water and all those things, so we don't do such things. It's granite that they put into those bottles in the Gambia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
But I learned how to drink and how to smoke. He didn't put it in me. He didn't teach me, but I acquired it from other places. Yeah. You see, that's, you can encounter things. God has created us in a certain way. But there are things that you can find in you that are not godly. And those things, it, your, your eye must open. Because when you don't start dealing with it yourself, it is you. When you don't start dealing with it, it destroys you. When people become addicted to drugs, the only help that can be given them to come out of it is not medication. It is for them to take the decision that I will not take the drug again. But you see, it is a very difficult thing because their body has adjusted to the drug in the system. So when it is not there, they feel sick. They feel sick. They can't, that's why they call it cold turkey. It's a very difficult period for them. So sometimes when they are managing their treatment, they allow them small, small, you know, but it's like at intervals to cut down. But it's also very wild unless the person himself decides. I will not. Because you see, the first time you took alcohol, nobody forced you and poured it in your mouth. If somebody forces and puts it in your mouth, you throw it away. The first day you took it, ah, it's not nice, but you have swallowed it. Yeah. You have swallowed it. Now that thing that is not nice that you have swallowed, the feeling that you get, next time, whether it is nice or not, you like it. So you become used to that taste because of the effect it has on you. So it is difficult to, 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 to decide that I won't take it again. But it lies in your hand. It is within your power. Yeah. The spirit of deception. Then Satan operates also in the spirit of the accuser. Yeah. He's the accuser of the brethren. Anything you are doing, he'll find something wrong with it. Yeah. Yeah. You see, it is a spirit of accusation that makes you look at somebody who laughs and corrects you and you point to that person as your problem. Yeah. Many people, when they failed in life, they never accept blame. They blame others. That's the spirit of accu the accuser. Sometimes some students, when they fail, they blame the school, they blame their teachers. Meanwhile, the school and the teachers they are blaming, other mates have passed exams. Yeah. Yeah. Every school, people fail exams. Schools that are very expensive. I mean, sometimes some parents pay school fees that look. In a year, it can buy one, uh, in one academic year, it can buy land. Yeah. The school fees of children. Yeah. It can buy land. Do you understand? And the children come home and they, they, they have nothing. One day a certain man this one is a story, I don't know whether it's true but it may be true. A certain man went to visit a neighbor and the woman was calling, there was a young lady in the house. Say, hey, degree, degree, go and call your mother. So the man said, ah, 
Papa, why have you named your granddaughter degree? Then she said, I sent her mother to school. And this is what she brought. <laughs> Do you understand? It's like, listen, when everybody goes to school, you are supposed to bring degree, but your degree is on paper. Eh? But she, she didn't bring the one on paper. She brought the one in the stomach. So when she gave birth, she said, okay, the only name that we will call this girl is Degree. <laughs> so, those of you who are called Degree, you should go and ask your mother why you are called Degree. Yeah. 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 We make mistakes and blame other people. That's what accusation does. Sometimes when people don't do well, they blame this country, the president is this. But you see, it is not the president who has made you poor. Yeah. It's not the president. No president has made us poor. We have made ourselves poor. It's true. When you believe in God, you will understand that you are under a different kingdom. And it doesn't matter who your president is. Because if you have, do you think that if you look at countries that uh, have prospered, they bring President Joe Biden, American president, to be president of uh, Gambia, it will change you. Do you think it will change you? Uh, do you know why it will not change you? Because your mind, that mind that you have, eh, it is that same mind. Yeah. 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 You won't see nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, an accusation. Listen, Satan rose up. He tried to tempt Jesus and bring him down, just as he did to uh, Adam. But you see, Jesus overcame that spirit of deception. Temptation is to deceive you to do something wrong. Exactly. Yeah. And he overcame the spirit of the deceiver. Hallelujah. But when he rose up in, as the spirit of the accuser and they started accusing him, he is blasphemous, he is this. The whole of Israel, the Jews and the Pharisees, they rose up and said, crucify him. Yeah. So accusation is a very powerful tool. It destroys people. That's why sometimes when you are around, there are some people who can say something about you and it's not true. Even if sometimes eh, people commit sins, God forgives them. You have no business to come back and say, Hey, don't you remember this brother? Hey! This brother! Hey, Omo! Hmm. Look, let me show you a scripture in Hebrews chapter 8, verse 12. Who God is. He says, For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness. This is the word of God. It's God speaking. It's not a prophet. And their sins and their iniquities I will remember no more. So just imagine that you know me when I was in school. 
I did this, I did that, I did that. As I'm standing here, I have been forgiven. You may not believe it, but that's God. So when you meet me, then you go and tell Reverend Thomas, hey, this is your pastor? Oh, the church is finished. The church is finished. You see, immediately what you are trying to do is that you are using accusation to destroy Pastor Thomas's relationship with me. Because then immediately you start looking, eh, he did all this, he did all this. Uh, then you start analyzing. Because you see, all of us, we have been bad before. Some of you are still bad. Yeah. You have to change. Yeah. Yeah. All of us, we have been bad before. And, and we have to learn how not to accuse people. You know, Hebrews, sorry, Romans 8, 1 says, there is therefore now no condemnation. Anybody who has been forgiven is not condemned. But accusation seeks to do one thing, to condemn people. That's why when you go to court and there are allegations against you, you are called the accused. Yeah. Yeah. Satan operates with that spirit. Deception, accusation. And the next one, which is very powerful, is the spirit of fear. Yeah. Spirit of fear. How does it operate? It makes people timid. It makes people not to believe. You see, a fear. The Bible says that a lazy man says there's a lion in the street. Because of his, of his laziness, he's giving an excuse why you shouldn't go. Have you not heard that there's a lion on the street? Who, I mean, can you imagine if you hear there is a lion on the street? Everybody will be running away. I remember many years ago, there used to be a story that there are some men, when you meet them in town and they hit you, your private part will disappear. Have you heard such stories? So, look, sometimes when we are walking in town, uh, uh, it, it's like you don't want anybody to touch you. <laughs> if somebody touches you, then you want to go somewhere and go and check. <sighs> go and check whether everything is there. Hey! <laughs> One do you know what COVID did to us? COVID brought fear. So, when you are with people, you are afraid. When somebody coughs, hey, uh, you, you don't want to even sit in a car with somebody. Huh? Yeah. When you see some signs, no, hey. Because the fear, it makes you inactive. It, it, it takes away your essence of life. So what you have to enjoy, you can't enjoy it. That's what fear does. So it takes away the very essence. Jesus said, I have come that you may have life. Now, when you don't enjoy life, what you have, the reason why many people don't have life is because they have fear. Yeah, they have fear. And it is not something God has given to us. That's why the scripture says, the scripture says, Go back to uh, 2 Timothy 1, 7. It says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear. That's right. That's right. Because there is fear. That's 
There is fear. There is fear. You see, do you know there are demons? But demons are afraid of us. But many of us are rather afraid of them. Yeah. All our families, there are witches in the family. If your family don't have witches, then it's not a good family. It's not a good family. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not a good family. <laughs> they are there. Yes. But you see, that's why, that's why David said, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You see, yeah. They are there. Some of you are witches and wizards. Yeah, as you are sitting here. Yeah. In the church, there are witches and there are wizards in the church. Yeah. 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 You see, sometimes when you are in the church and you see people manifesting, you think that they are the ones who have demons. No. Some people don't manifest. They are like stones that you have put on a chair. They will never roll over. What is inside them? I'm telling you, you can't crack it. Yeah. You can't crack it. Yeah. The ones you see the demons manifesting, it's like their spirits are rejecting the thing. But there are some people who like it. So they don't reject it. So when they are coming, they leave it somewhere. <laughs> you think that so? we don't know? We know their things. Yeah. And, and one one of the signs of witchcraft is people who manipulate you. Do you understand? If somebody, if somebody can tell you, hey, did you hear what uh, Pastor Moses said about you? Then he tells you something that Pastor Moses said. They say, don't tell anybody. This one is between me and you. You see, then immediately you start disliking Pastor Moses. Meanwhile, Pastor Moses has been good to you. And then you begin to see him with an evil eye. He's not a good man. That's how witches are. They spoil relationships. Yeah. So, you see, it's not, witchcraft is not those who fly in the night and eat meat. Drinking blood. And drinking blood. Yeah. 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 They, are, that, they operate in the church. They operate daily in our families. That's why in our families you see. The reason why there's a lot of fights, disagreement, this one doesn't like, then this one will go and say this one. Sometimes there's some people, when they go and say the things, and you call them, and then you ask them, me, me, hey! <laughs> Meanwhile, he has said it too. <laughs> yeah. He has said it. <laughs> yeah. 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 For God hath not given us the spirit of fear. It is fear that makes many people mistrust God. It's like you see, some people, some of you grew up in the church. Some of you grew up in the church. And you believe that God will prosper you. 
But you see, you are not able to hold on to that faith. And you fall out. And now you start doing things that you know you shouldn't do. And you start moving away from God. What you are encountering is the spirit of fear. It's like, Charlie, if we stay in the church and we do this holy, holy and prayer, prayer, we you know go good for us. So. Yeah. It's, it's a very subtle, it's a message you speak to yourself. You activate a certain fear and mistrust. You see, the Bible says that trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding in all thine ways. But you, when, you, when you look at yourself and in all your ways, you don't trust God. It is, it is a sign that there is a fear that has been introduced into you. Yeah. Yeah. Which has not been given to you by God. Because, you see, God made Abraham. That's why Abraham is unique. God told a 75-year-old man who was barren with his wife that you are going to have children right. and that your children will fill the earth like the uh, uh, sands uh, the, uh, of, the sh- uh, of the, or the seashore. I mean, can you imagine? It's like, hey, God, at this age, I mean, how many of us will believe such a thing? And especially when the woman said that it, is, it has ceased to me to be as is the manner of women. It's like I have stopped menstruating. I don't have cycles again. So, I mean, even if we are having sex, there is no possibility that I will become pregnant. Yeah. And, and they were with God on this matter for 25 good years. That's why when he inherited it, it went into generations. So, up till today, the Bible says that Christ came to redeem us from the curse of the law. Pronounced on those who don't fear God. Who we were all part of. We were not the covenant children of God. So our parents worship things and do things that are not godly. And Christ came to redeem us from that curse because he made himself a curse for us so that the blessing of Abraham might come unto all people like you and me. That blessing that God gave to Abraham, even in his death, his children are... That's why the, 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 the story of uh, Lazarus and the rich man, it's not a parable, it's a story of, 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 of somebody who died. A poor man called Lazarus who died and a rich man whose name was not given. And when Lazarus died, because he was God-fearing and poor, he went into heaven. And the Bible says he was found in the bosom of Abraham, where God has given to Abraham. That's where uh, 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 Lazarus was found. So it's a, it's a real thing that is happening that life continues. Do you understand? Yeah. This body will lie down, but your spirit and your soul, they will continue to live. That's why demons have lived for years and they possess people and do things. We had a cousin who was very young. She came to the house, I think, at the age of eight. Hey! The thing the, girls, the girl says and does. Even my mother. Eh? was surprised that she was mentioning names and things that had happened before she was born. And, and, and you can see that it's not anybody who has told her these stories. Yeah. They, she has inherited spirits that have lived in times past. And she, she knows the things they have done, the destruction, the people they have killed, the things they have done. He, she knows it and she's, she has been initiated to continue. Yeah, yeah, demons. That's how it is. Yeah. 
And you see, if there are demons that have lived for years, there are also godly spirits that have also been around for years. And when they feel you, they give you a certain joy, a certain peace. They bring you into remembrance of the things that God has done. That's the spirit of God. Yeah. Because you can see a child there. What they, one day, there was a girl who came to our church. I was preaching. When I saw the girl's eyes, I said, yes, today be today. <laughs> Weekday service, somebody invited her. And she was sitting in the church. A, a serpent. She has come. And she was there. When I looked at her, I said, yes. Sometimes there are some people, when we see you, we know that demons are in your eyes. But you see, we are not afraid. The Bible says, God called his children and Satan also came. Satan comes. Uh, if Satan himself comes and God is okay, you, you shouldn't be afraid. You see, the people who come around you, it's not Satan. They are the lower ranks. When you are rebuked, they say, I won't go. You won't go be there. Every day we will put fire on your head. Yeah. Every day you put fire, we'll put fire on your head. One day you will see that no. Yeah, you don't belong here. Mm. The girl was sitting there rolling her eyes. Yeah. The eyes were rolling like that. And nobody saw it because I was preaching and I was looking at her. I knew that today there's an encounter. There's somebody in there. Look, when I finished the prayer and I called for, I made an altar call. I don't know why she came forward, but she came. Immediately she stood and I said, let us begin to pray. She was saying it, but when I said Jesus, she couldn't mention the name. She couldn't mention the name. Yeah. She became damp. Then the, the, the thing started. It was a normal weekday service. Hey, now, when she started, all the ashes, by the time you close the service, as if we are going for jogging, we were sweating. <laughs> yeah. And this girl was, later she told me stories with some other pastors. She was in school. And a woman came to her. She was, she was actually going to school alone. Young girl. So of you leave your children to go to school alone. Then, as a little girl, some woman came to her and said, I have nice toffees, biscuits, and things. Do you want some? Ah! A child with toffees, she took it. From that night, the woman started appearing. And initiated her into a realm of, yeah. And she said, she used to have a lot of things. When she goes to school, then she's distributing them to friends. Is that why sometimes our children are demon-possessed because of the things they eat? And when you see them manifesting like that, you don't know where it's coming from. Yeah. Toffees, chocolates, these things. She said, she was even, she said, she said, I have made teachers fall sick. And I've killed one teacher. I'm telling you, the stories, the stories that she says, and when you listen to it, you see how demons are wicked. Yeah. Yeah. They're wicked. Yeah. But you see, don't be afraid. That's why you have to know that God, eh, He puts something in you that makes you overcome this fear. Yeah. Israel, everybody is trained to know that you have an enemy. They are the Palestinians. And their only vow to live is to kill Zionists, Israel, Israelis. Yeah, the, the Palestinians, their only vow. 
to live is to kill their enemies. That's, that's, their, that's their vow. So they, they have also trained their young children. Everybody at the age of 18, you join the army, you know how to handle weapon. So when there is a call for war, everybody will rise up and take up arms and fight the enemy. That's Israel. You see, and God also knows that we have a perpetual enemy. The only vow of Satan is to destroy us. That's why when you hear demons, they say, I will destroy. I will destroy you. I will kill her. First they will say, she is my friend. She belongs to me. I won't go. Then when you are rebuking them, they will say, I will destroy her. That's the work. That's what Jesus said. The, the thief cometh not but for to kill, to steal, and to destroy. I've, I will destroy her future. I will take her. Uh, 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 I will, she won't marry. Nobody will marry. That's why some people cannot marry. Because when a man comes by you, hey, he begins to realize that, no, I've eaten the wrong meat. <laughs> Can go to a restaurant and when you start eating their food, you say, that this place, I won't come again. Is that not so? Yeah. Yeah. A man can be with you as a woman and immediately he, 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 he starts, he says, no, it's over. It's over now. Because sometimes, yeah, and, and some people, some guys are also not sensitive. They don't see. When you follow their flesh, yeah, you eat every rubbish. Yeah. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but what has he given to us? God has given us the spirit of power. So number one for tonight, you are going to stir up the spirit of power. Yeah. You got to believe it too. There is something called power. Hmm. Yeah. The spirit of power. You know, I have seen many things in my life. I've seen demons manifest. I've seen demons physically appear. I remember many years ago, I was not a born again Christian and, you know, one goes out and comes home 2 a.m., 3 a.m. And I remember one day I was coming home in the night. There was nobody on the road and I was walking. I had, I had a lot of units on my eyes. Do you know what units are? Yeah, my tank was full. So I was walking majestically as I always used to go do. And I was going towards my house. I was maybe about 200 meters to my house. Then there was a, uh, there was a house on our road. As I was walking, then I saw a woman standing there. Like that. I will never forget the picture. Hey. Standing there, shining. Yeah. Naked. I'm telling you. You see, immediately, eh, everything disappeared. <laughs> hey! All the petrol in the tank finished. <laughs> it's like I'm looking at the thing. 
And you see, I realized that even my walking, I mean, no, it was, it had, it had a presence. And there was, she was laughing. You see, she was some mockery. You know, it's like looking at you and mocking. Look, I, I, I didn't run away. I walked past it. Yeah. Yeah. But there was something that I felt. It's like some, I mean, it was very demonic. I never forget that experience. When I moved a little away from the thing, I turned. The place was dark. That's when the running came. <laughs> hey! <laughs> if it were to be you, what will you do? You are laughing. got home. I don't know how I slept. When I woke up, I had the, uh, blisters and some things on my lips. Yeah. 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 I, I, I didn't tell anybody. Who are you going to tell? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Overnight, I had blisters. Yeah. I don't know whether it was because of the petrol in my tank that it's like, you know, I didn't grasp the thing well, but look, it was very wild. And, and a certain fear, it was after that I became afraid. And it's like when I passed in front of, I remember that thing. It was later, later that I told my mother about it. She said, hey, you have seen things. <laughs> when we talk to you, don't listen. Yeah. 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 But you see, I realized that you see, demons eh, they have a presence. They they don't if 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 you don't know, there are things we don't see, but they are real. Yeah. Yeah. They are real. And God He dwells in a realm where He sees all things spirit and all things physical. He feels all things. Yeah, he created everything. That is why he knows what wants to destroy you, what is against you. And any father, when you take, when you have children, you see, you, you, your, your, your desire is to protect them. And so you help them. Yeah. And that's what God does. So the things that God has given us, they are more... I mean, powerful than even your physical ear, your physical hands. There are things, the spirit of power. You don't see it like a hand that you can use to slap somebody who has offended you. But that spirit has strength that can be used to silence demons. As I became a Christian, I've seen things as well. I've seen manifestations in people. I've had encounters. Hey! Yeah. I've seen attacks. 
There was a time I was going through something. The Holy Spirit told me, it's because you are serving me. You're serving the Lord. Yeah. Because you are serving the Lord. And so I was not, I was not, you know, it's like, it, there are things that can't break me because see, Satan, eh, he, he takes away things that you value so that you feel pain. That's, why, that's what thieves do. I mean, if you are walking and a thief sees you, they will say, bring your phone. Bring all the money. Yeah, the precious things. Yeah, not your shoe. Have you been caught by a thief who says, remove your shoe? Eh? And then that, that one is a mental case. <laughs> Normally, things that are priceless. Say, your phone, if you have chain, South Africa, they, they will take your ring. So some people don't even wear ring in the night. They are going where? Yeah. Satan knows the things that are precious. He knows that in the realm of the spirit, power is more than anything. And he can only silence you with fear. Mm-hmm. I mean, just imagine, there was a time some uh, policemen were at a, a police barrier. And they were there. Four policemen, they were there <laughs> in the night. Then some people came speed and said that there are armed robbers at a certain junction. So they should go. The people had a motorbike. <laughs> they sat on the motorbike and went ahead. It's like where the people are running away. Instead of police people going to face the arm robbers, they also <laughs> went into town. <laughs> yeah. Because you see, the reason is that, listen, the reason is that they don't have arms. What are they? They don't have any fire. We call it fire power. When you hear, one of our pastors told us a story in Nigeria that they went, they were going on a, a, a program or something, and they got to a barrier, and they heard gunshots, and some people started saying that there are armed robbers at a certain point ahead. So all of them were returning. The police people also sat in their car and joined. It's like they also. <laughs> Yeah, because you see, sometimes the, the arm robbers they are more armed, yeah, than the police. If you're a policeman, you're, you see, you are trained to defend your life. You see, so when you see opposition that you cannot handle, their firepower, you, you got to retreat. Yeah, I watched. Listen, I watched a documentary about Haiti. There's a place in Haiti. Police cannot go there. It is controlled by drug lords. And if you see the armored tanks and the, and the ammunitions that these people have, the police don't have it in it. And they control. Even the police, when they are passing, they have to ask permission. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I'm telling you something. The existence of evil can dominate the fire that God has deposited in people because we are afraid. We are afraid. 
all of us, there are demonic things around us. You see, the things that happen in our homes, the fights, the lack of progress, the poverty, the sicknesses, the premature death, yeah, the depression, the foolish decisions. Yeah, you see young girls, 14 years, she wants to, she has had sex with eight boys in the area, 14 years. Yeah. At the age of 14. Yeah. They use contraceptives. They do all these things. They are all demons. Destroying the lives of our young ones. But you see, God has deposited in us something that is, that is powerful. Yeah. The word of God, it has power. But you don't believe it. You see, many of you, the reason why you don't have power is you don't take God's word seriously. The Bible says the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal. They are not physical guns. A policeman uses gun. A soldier uses gun. Eh? People in the armed forces, they are trained. They are called armed forces. They are forces that are armed with physical weapons. But we are forces that are armed with spiritual weapons. For the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal. But they are what? Mighty. Through God. Through God. What does he do? To the pulling down of strongholds. You see, some of you, your homes are strongholds. Of demonic beings. People don't marry. People give birth. Their children don't respect. It's when you see a home where children don't respect. Disobedience is a sign of demonic presence. Yeah. 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 Those of you who, who are in the church who don't respect. You don't respect your mother. You don't respect your father. You don't respect your pastor. Your, anything your mother will say, you don't respect. When you are going out with somebody, they say don't do. That's the person you are in a relationship with. When you are doing things, they say don't do. That's what you are doing. When you come to the church and you are doing things and we are advising you, that's the thing you want to do. It's a spirit of disobedience which is in the children of wrath. Satan's children. Yeah, demons. Yeah. Yeah. Strongholds. That's why I'm saying Haiti. There is a place. So uh, police people cannot go there. When a crime is committed and they have to go and arrest somebody, they take helicopters, they take guns, uh, whatever. It's like it's a full gathering of forces to go into that territory. And there's gunfire all the time. Terrible. Because they've created a zone where they control. You see, so say, that's why the Bible says, neither give place to the devil. We are the ones who allow him. He's afraid of you. But because you don't know, I mean, you're a policeman. Normally, when armed robbers or criminals know that police or military are somebody, they are also afraid. But you are the one that the criminal is afraid of. You, you are afraid of him and you are running. So what will he do? It will embolden him. One of the reasons why dogs are also very fierce. Dogs, they operate with the spirit of fear. They smell fear. Yeah, it's a demonic thing. Demons f- smell fear. Dogs have eyes. Dogs see things that we can't see in the night. Even during the day. There are some people, dog, when dogs see them, they will back at them a lot. They have seen something beyond what you are seeing. Yeah. They will back at the person. Ah, you understand it. 
They are seeing something. The person that is standing there, the head is down and the leg is up. <laughs> Strongholds. <clears throat> Pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations. You see, there are some things you imagine. Some of you have unfectile imaginations. Sinful pleasures are in you. There are things that are not right. Yeah. What you are imagining, if, you see, you are imagining a vain thing. Some of you, your thoughts are vain, useless, and it's very strong. So it's not a slap, it's not a knock. You see, some of you have, that's why sometimes you can beat your children, uh, it, the demons now become stronger. Because what, what, what they are going through, eh, it's not physical. Yeah. Yeah. That's why some people you can torment them, but they won't change. There are some thieves, they beat them, uh, they can't even breathe. When they leave them and they survive, next time you, you hear, they're going to steal again. Yeah. Yeah. Casting down imaginations. And every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. You see, that's what power does. Power suppresses the thoughts. For I know the thoughts that I have towards you, thoughts of peace, not of evil. And you see, God is telling us that Satan, eh, his thoughts about you are thoughts of evil and thoughts of confusion. So when, 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 you are, when you are in a situation where you are confused, you are going to marry and you are confused. God is not an author of confusion. Stop and pray. Don't ask people, you see, it's like you want to become a thief. Then you, 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 you know that a thief can go to jail, but you know a guy in the area who is a thief. Then you go to him as a friend and say, Charlie, you have to teach me how to do these things. I mean, how do you do it, you know? You, you, you have, sometimes you feel you are a girl. You feel like you like girls. You know it's wrong. It's shameful. Then you look for somebody who, who is like that. And then you go to that person to tell you how it feels like. They will tell you the things and your feeling will rise up. Yeah. 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 Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. The spirit of power has been deposited in you so that there is nothing that should suppress you and make you behave like a, an animal. You see, when, when you don't have power that comes from on high, there is something that always operates in you. And I'm going to show you some of the things. Yeah. This, number one, disobedience. Yeah. Look at the scripture that we read. It says, and it brings into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Second Corinthians chapter 10 verse 5. Now, 
anything that you think about, God's power in you makes you subject it to what he wants you to do, not what you want to do. Because like, I say, I, 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 I want to marry. Who should I marry? It has to come through the word of God. What does God say? I want a job. What type of job? I want to take a decision. Sometimes you have feelings. You see a girl, you like the girl. What does God see? God says, don't fornicate. God says, I'm married. God says, don't commit adultery. But many of us, you see, we don't subject our thinking and our thoughts to the word of God. So, the feeling you have, you just step out and you want to satisfy it. So, you are a disobedient being by nature. Yeah. It is a sign that you don't operate in the power of God, but you operate in the spirit of fear. You are dominated by an evil spirit. And Christians have power. Yeah. You know, all of us, the Bible says, wherefore, let him that thinketh he stand, take heed, lest he fall. Me, I don't pride myself. Hey, I'm holy. I'm this. Hey, there's only one that's holy. Yeah. We there, we are striving. We subject ourselves. We put ourselves under. Number two. Doing what God doesn't want. Doing what God doesn't want. Now, God said something about uh, Abraham in Genesis chapter 18 verse 19. It's a scripture that I like using. God said, for I know him. I don't know any law that says don't kill. It is instinctively in you. It's like you find it difficult to just kill. No. It's not a common thing to have. And when it occurs to you, you know it is wrong. You know it is wrong. And Abraham believed in God. But you see, do you know that God told him to go and kill his son? And he actually carried the son to go and kill him. It's like his level of obedience. Eh? There are some things God says to you. <laughs> you may not find it in the Bible. You, you, he will speak to you something that you, you, you can't even understand. You look for scriptures, but it is God. You have to walk with him to come to that point. Jesus Christ was walking with the disciples, teaching around. And then a lawyer came to him and said, what shall I do to inherit the kingdom of God? Then Jesus told him, go and uh, obey the commandments. Then he said, I have obeyed all. Then Jesus said, okay, now go and sell all that you have and give it to the poor and come and follow me. And the guy became sad because he had too many things. You see, naturally, our obedience has limits. Everybody can obey things to a certain point. 
But when you start walking with God deeply and intimately, he builds you up to a point where anything that you hear him say, he speaks to you. And sometimes the things that he will say is very difficult, but you will do it. Abraham believed in God. It was counted unto him righteousness. Yeah. God told Joshua, go. When Joshua was called, God told him, this book of the law, yesterday I was showing you, shall not depart out of thy mouth. And in the book of the law, one of the commandments was that thou shalt not kill. And God told him, go and kill the women and the breastfeeding mothers and the children. Everything that has blood. Kill it. Don't leave anything. How, how, will, you, how will you match that? You see, it's a level where many of us may never get to. But as we are working with God, there are little, little things that God also says to us. And those ones are hard. That's why those who are faithful with little, they are the same who are faithful with much. And when you don't learn to be obedient to God in little things, just like even money, God says give, and he knows you don't have. It's difficult to give when you don't have. But some people believe it and they do it and it doesn't kill them. And later they have testimonies. But you see all these things, but still. As for you, have decided that no. You are wiser than the word of God. Number three. Not pleasing God. So, number two, it's like you have to rather do the things which, uh, do what the Father does or do the things that God wants you to do. It steps up power. Abraham was, he's still powerful because anything God says he will do. Anything God says he will do. Moses was told, hit the rock once. He was so angry with the people, he struck it two times, and God got angry. It's like you would think that, hey, but if they say strike the rock for water to come and you've struck it two times, how wild it is for God to be angry. Don't take instructions for granted. It's like some of you, they say, oh, come and arrange the chairs, put the black ones in front. Then you realize that, no, when you put the black ones in front, it doesn't match. So you put the black ones at the back so that these ones will be in front. And if you are rebuked, you become angry. Yeah. So when you are like that, how can instructions be further given to you? You won't have any opportunity again. Many people never have an opportunity to do anything for God because they disobey little instructions. Pleasing God stirs up the power of God. It, when, when you see so anybody who does something that makes you happy, you, you, are, you are also warm towards the person. Yeah. Yeah. Even to experience miracles, it is through the power of God. Something that you believe. Power makes you, you when you, you can believe, some people go for programs. They are not Christians. They are not born again, whatever. And they receive healing. Then you see somebody who has been a Christian for so many years, serving the Lord in the house. Yeah, and in the church. And they haven't received miracles and they're always complaining. Eh, people are coming. So sometimes they, this thing is real. 
That's, so one day somebody said that miracles and those things, it happened in Jesus' time. Now, it doesn't. So any pastor who is doing miracles is a fake pastor. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You need to be sensitive. You see, sensitivity is, is a consciousness. It's like you are very conscious of spiritual things. You see, there are some places when you enter, you know you don't belong. Yeah. There are some people, when you see them, they shouldn't be in your life. Even in church, you have to be careful who becomes your friend. Yeah. There are some people who can poison you. Yeah. In the church. Yeah. Humility, it stirs up the power, the anointing. We have to learn to be humble. Anybody who is disobedient doesn't work in humility. And many people are not humble. You see, whenever you have been corrected and you are angry, it's a sign. Normally, people who don't know things, when you are teaching them, they are arguing. I've met many people like that. One day I was counseling a girl who had an issue with her sister. She lives with her big sister who is very mature, very spiritual, you see, and has raised her for years. And as she has finished school, she had not even finished school, she was in her final year. And she has started going out, coming late, and the sister was talking, hey, come and see her. Yeah. And as I was speaking and telling her, you are wrong. Hey. I'm telling you. So I realized that this one, eh, if God himself resists proud people, who am I, pastor, to accommodate such people? Hmm? You see, when you allow God's power to work in your life, you, you make yourself humble. Yeah. Yeah. The, all these things that we are, see, it says, stir it up. The spirit of humility. It is, everybody has a trait of you. Even proud people, there are places and people that they humble themselves to. Yeah. Yeah. So how can it not be that you, it's a cross board. You do it towards everybody. That's what I'm saying. I've seen people who have a lot and they are humble. And I've seen people who have nothing and they are proud. There's a boss who is humble and the security man is proud. Yeah. I remember many years ago, a certain man in our area when we were young, he drives a nice car around. Then we had our friend whose sister, beautiful girl. When we are talking to her, you know how these beautiful girls are. Then one day she met this man, the nice car, air conditioned car, gave her a lift, started talking and whatever, took her to his house. Not knowing he was dri- a driver of an expatriate. 
<laughs> and because the boss was not around, he took the girl to the master bedroom. Yeah. 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 And you say, don't like boys who walk. You like people who are old men. You don't like people who are your mate. <laughs> you like mature people. Yeah, she met somebody who is very mature. <laughs> yeah. She didn't tell anybody. It's like, oh, I have those times we didn't have mobile phones. This is a long time ago. So they arrange and then go. So at the point, the man started avoiding and all that. So one day she went to the house, mentioned the person's name, and said, ah. He's not the boss. He's like uh, the driver. Say no, he's not the driver. He's the owner of the car that is parked there. So the guy called the so-called owner. Now somebody is looking for him. Yeah, he comes out of his of his boy's quarters with the shorts. Cause the master is in the house now. So yeah, with his shame face, came out. Can't do anything. Yeah. That was the end of that relationship. It was later, 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 later that she said it. With regrets and experience. Yeah. As this proud man will see the boss and, hey, humble walk around, hey, open the door, sit. Because there are some bosses, they don't sit at the back, they sit in the front. When they're when they in their car, they don't let people drive them at the back. They sit in front. So you may not know. Yeah. And you see somebody who looks shiny, gleamy. Uh-huh, that's what you want. Sometimes, eh? Yeah. Sometimes you have to you have to mature and know. Take your time. The spirit of power. The last one for tonight. Hey, our time is gone. God, go back to our scripture. God has not given unto us the spirit of fear, but the spirit of power. And, one seven. Hey. And of love. The spirit of love. You see, we have to stir up the spirit of love. Some people can't love. And when I talk about love, I'm not talking about a man having feelings for a woman. That's not love. That one is erotic love, sensual. I'm talking about God kind of love. Agape. Yeah, that forgives. That accepts people. That accommodates people. That is warm. That is kind. That doesn't hold grudges. Some of you, somebody has done something to you. You have never forgiven. But look at you. Your sins have been forgiven by the Lord who died on the cross for sins you didn't commit. Uh, He didn't commit. But you committed. And he died for you. And has forgiven you and wiped you from your sins. And you have not died for anybody. And you can't.
When a church doesn't have the spirit of love, it doesn't grow spiritually. Because Satan operates with hatred. If you have hatred, you are a murderer. And then the description, Jesus said, he's a murderer from the beginning. That's the nature of Satan. So there are murderers in the church. Those of you who can't forgive and walk in love, you are murderers. Satanic children, demons. And see, some of these people, they don't manifest when you are praying for them. No, 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 no. They sit in the chair and look at you. When you preach the word, then you see, they are boiling. It's like, hey, now they are attacking us. You know? And they will never leave their church. They will come back again. Yeah. Then the person that they don't talk to, they will never reconcile. Mark chapter 11, verse 24. Mark 11, 24. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them. Every bad person prays or believes for something good. Is that not so? And they believe they will get it. And you shall have them. Okay. Verse 25. And when you stand praying, forgive. If you have aught, if you have any little thing against anybody, Forgive that your father also which is in heaven may forgive your trespasses. Now, what it means is that see, when you pray for anything, the condition for answered prayer from God is forgiveness. The reason why God answers your prayers is because he has forgiven you. Because what you are asking for, you don't deserve it. Nobody's entitled to your prayer request. Do you know why? All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But because he has forgiven us, he answers us. And he's saying that you too, learn to forgive somebody. Learn, you too, I've forgiven you. That's why I'm answering your prayer. But I want you to also forgive somebody who, has, who you have something against. Yeah. I've been good to you. Can't you be good to somebody? I'm your pastor. Some of you, you do things that are shameful, that we cover you, that we show you love, but somebody does little and you can't forgive the person. You shame them, you name them, you say bad things about them, you destroy them. You see, you are a demon in oppression in the church. Verse 26. But if you do not forgive, as some of you have not forgiven, I met a woman who said, I will never forgive my husband till I die. Uh, Christian. Neither will your father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. So you are dying and you are going to hell. Because your trespasses will never be forgiven. Because you hold somebody. Look, there's a scripture that I tell you people, but many of you don't understand it. It blesses me. It says, consider him who 
suffered the contradiction. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3. For consider him who suffered the contradiction of sinners against himself. What Jesus Christ suffered, it should remind you when you are going through something. But people say bad things about sometimes. One day somebody asked me, So why are you good to all these wicked people and the things they say? <laughs> yeah. Because I remember. Do you know what I have done that I have been forgiven? If I say it, you won't listen to my preaching. My wife doesn't know it all. It's only God who knows it all. Just like me too, I don't know all the things that she has done. God has forgiven all of us. Eh? Eh? The Bible says make confessions one to another. So what does it mean? Go into your past. No, no, no. That's not. It's another subject. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself. Jesus Christ never sinned against anybody, but the sinners were rather in contradiction. They were sinning and doing evil things to him. But you see, because of the mind he had, when he was on the cross, what did he say? Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. What it meant was that he had also forgiven them. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Jesus Christ, your Lord and your personal Savior, has forgiven any sin that we have committed because of the blood that he shed. And how come you can't forgive people? Demons operate in hatred, anger. That's why the Bible says, be ye angry and sin not. We are human beings. If you don't get angry, it's a medical condition. Yeah. Yeah, people don't get angry, they are evil. Yeah, they are, they are emotionless. And, yeah, they can kill you without remorse. They'll kill you like chicken. Yeah. They don't have emotions. A man, a man killed his wife and three children, and he was being sentenced, and they asked him, what will he, what will he say? That will he, he said, I'll do it again. And he was laughing. Yeah. Men, very mental. They, they had assessed him and everything. They said he's very correct. He's very correct. He, and he should stand trial because he's emotionless. As he, and, and the way he killed them, he cut their throat and slit their body as if he's chopping uh, 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 mince meat. Cutting sausages. Yeah. 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 And he killed, he killed them in their sleep. He goes to one room, then cuts the first one's throat. Then he did that in a night. Oh, he killed all of them in their sleep on their bed and went to sit in the hall. He didn't kill himself. Yeah. 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 So, you see, we are supposed to have certain emotions. Because when somebody does something to you, when you do something that is wrong to somebody and the person doesn't show emotion, eh, it's a very wild thing, you know? Yeah, you have met a demon. Yeah. Who's, who's, who's like that? You can't, you, can't, you can't gauge how they are feeling. Their eyes are like that. Yeah. When they open their mouth, I'll kill you. <laughs> yeah. 
the spirit of love. God has put in us that spirit. That's why you see, you, you can't say you can't forgive. It means you have not stirred it up. Yeah. He learned obedience by the things he suffered. Jesus Christ. Yeah. What have you learned? When people do things to you, learn from it. Become better. One day I was telling a wife, what your husband is doing to you, you can easily go off. And you can become, you see, when, when somebody hurts you, and you carry the pain for a long time, what you don't like in the person, you become it. So you express yourself in the same way the person has hurt you. So you become wicked, vengeful, very calculated. So you don't like what you are seeing, but that's what you are also doing. That's why many children who are abused, there was a brother, his father beats him, and he remembers the beating. And he, he said, he had a junior brother. He said, it has affected me. I don't want to be like my father. But his younger brother is afraid of him. Because when he gets angry, he can take anything and hit him. Yeah. yeah. See, like what he doesn't want to see in his father, he has it. It is there. Because he can't forgive the father. And I told him, Forgive your father, else you... And I didn't even know that he was like that was his brother. As I was sitting down talking to him, then I said, the way you don't like your father and the way you hate him, that anger, you easily turn it against your brother. Then the brother said it's true. He beats me. When he gets angry, anything he gets, yeah. I said, stop it. But it's not easy. Forgiveness heals you. When sometimes some of you, you are very sick. Yeah. You have ulcers, physical sicknesses. You have mental breakdowns. You are depressed because of unforgiveness. Oh, there are some people when you see them, then your pressure goes up. Because you have not forgiven them. Yeah. It, it, it is making you sick. It is putting demons in you. And the person is walking around eating and... Yeah. Forgiveness, it heals you. That's why God is insisting on it. Yeah. And look, I've seen many people in church. When they don't forgive, they are the ones who suffer. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. The spirit of power, the spirit of love, it is to make us better people. Yeah. For consider him who suffered the contradictions of sinness against himself, lest ye be worried in your mind. Ye be worried and faint in your mind. It's like you give up. You become so... You know, look, when you, when you allow things to affect you for a long time, eh, evil comes out of it and you want to do something bad. Yeah. How can you have that spirit and expect God to use you? For what? That's why some people, when they get money, it kills them. Michael Jackson never forgave his father. And when he became rich, he, he decided to punish his father. He loves his mother. He gives his mother gifts, but his father, no. 
Meanwhile, it is the father who raised all of them, took them out, started dressing them, taking them to shows. I mean this, wake up, learn this song, learn this dance, learn this, this. Then you became famous. He hated his father till death. And he, the youngest one, he died before all of them. Honor thy father and thy mother so that your days may be long. That may be well with you. Forgiveness heals you. Sometimes your father has done something. If you don't forgive your father, you take the anger into a marriage. You see, I, I, I know a girl. She used to say, you are like my father. Eh? Your father left your, your mother. Eh? And abandoned you. How can I be like your father? Uh, because you see, you haven't healed. So the way you feel, you are expressing it. It's like you are seeing it in me. When you don't trust, eh? <laughs> the person that you must trust and believe to help you, you won't trust him. Some people can't marry because of unforgiveness. Because as for marriage, it is one of the most, hey, you can be a president. People will salute you. When you are coming, everybody will stop on the road. You won't see anybody. The people you'll be seeing, even if they don't like you, they are waving you. <laughs> President, when you go for a public function, when you enter, everybody rises up. But you can go home. Your wife is sitting down. When you enter, insults. <laughs> you are the president. Yeah. Insults. You are a boss at the workplace. Hey, when somebody is coming to your office, they have to knock. Yeah. When they come, they have to ask permission to sit down. You come home. Your wife, you are in the toilet. Your wife opens. What did you eat that your stomach is smelling like that? What did you eat that your stomach is smelling like that? Yes. Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> you, uh, did you did, did you flash that thing is still smelling maybe you didn't flash it well go back and go and flash it <laughs> uh, if you don't learn some things you can't stay in a marriage because there's a lot of nonsense you are a boss hey yeah People respect you, but your wife, her, because she has seen things that people don't see. That's who you are. Oh, what? What is there? Yeah. There's nothing to hide. Yeah. Yeah. The women are here. You can ask them, but they won't admit. Yeah. They won't admit. Learn. Ada. Sometimes your mother can be the pain in your life. Your father can be the pain in your life. Yeah. A lady got a job. First job, very happy. Then all of a sudden, her boss comes to her office. Hey, this is your boss. Who has been looking after it? Grown up man who is married. Oh. Then wants to say, 
It looks like you are a virgin, eh? Foolish man. <laughs> yeah. Wants to touch. Yeah. Cause it. When he, when he gets an opportunity, then he hits the buttons. Pew! You see, it disturbed her. And, and she, said, she said, I want to leave the job. But you see, it's not easy to leave a job, a good job. I said, the boss, he has a boss. That boss that you have, he has a boss. Is that not so? Okay. Climb up the ladder. Go and report. Go and tell. And he went to tell. And when he went to tell, then the problem even spoiled. Yeah. Because now, the man has been confronted, so he comes. Some people will regret. Some people will never forget. <laughs> hey! You see, and it was affecting her. But I said, look, there are people who are sick. And don't allow their weakness to control you. If you report and he's addressed, and this is how he's reacting, the next thing is go to him, speak to him, confront him. Hey! So one morning she said she gathered courage, not, and went. Say hello, sir. The man's head was down. Speak. Yeah. He said, do you have a daughter? No response. How will you feel if your daughter comes to tell that somebody is doing this? Somebody that she respects is doing this. And she began to speak. It's like, a sp- like the Holy Spirit came. Spirit of boldness, power. Quoted scriptures. He said, when she finished, the man just left everything, looked at her. And said, I'm sorry. That was the end. Yeah. That was the end. Yeah. It's not everybody that you can handle that way. It's not every situation you can handle that way. But learn how to confront things. Sometimes when you run away from things and then you, you, you let them affect you, it destroys you. And the person who has done that thing, he's... On his, he's doing, he's doing it more, or he's happy where he is. Yeah, yeah. Many children are abused when they are young, and it's like they hide it. When they grow and they marry, their husbands are the ones who suffer. You see, open up. That's when we, when we, we are married, we do counseling. Some of you, you are too secretive. Sin, eh, it, it likes secrecy. So sometimes when somebody does something against you and it has hurt you, you are not the bad person. One of the things sin does and evil does is to make you feel guilty. That's why when you are in Christ, you are not condemned. Talk about it and receive counsel and love. When the people caught the woman who was in adultery and they brought her to Jesus, they thought that Jesus was going to condemn her. But by the time Jesus finished, the woman was forgiven. You see, and the people who are accusing her had run away. Immediately, the person will feel, I mean, relieved and healed. You don't know why the person was committing adultery. Why didn't they catch the man? 
Yeah, why didn't they bring the man? Yeah. You have gone to watch her finish. Then you have <laughs> caught her. <laughs> Bad men. Where is the man who was committing the adultery? He didn't sin. Yeah. Sometimes you see, look, some people can be in a marriage. Eh? There's a woman I know who had an affair with a work colleague because of the type of husband that she has. Yeah. Because of the way the husband was, it, it had affected her for years and before she realized she was sleeping with a work colleague. And it went on for about three months and then something came upon her. It is wrong. And she came and spoke about it. Yeah, she came and spoke about it. We hear and see things. And you see, sometimes, as she was going through the things with the husband, it was making her feel useless, worthless. And then she meets somebody in the workplace whose intention was not to have an affair, but a friend who compliments her, you know, who is caring, who listens to her, but the man is in the house like a Buddhist, (laughs) eh, sitting on his throne. When you come, he's chanting, he's in his mood. He won't talk. Yeah. You have a husband who doesn't talk to you. What have you done? You you don't know what you have done. Is this something you don't like about me? He won't say anything. Sometimes, she says, he takes his uh, 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 car keys. I'm coming. I'm coming home. Three hours. His phone is off. Three hours. Then he comes. I'm coming. When he comes, you can't ask him where you went to. When you ask, where are you coming from? It's a, and she has enjoyed the thing, so she can't also ask questions. And the only place that she feels happy when she goes to work and she has found a guy who she talks to and jokes, makes her laugh. I mean, this, that, things about her. Hey, we are going for lunch. Are you there? You want to work and, and die here? I'll buy you lunch. I'll collect it from your salary. Then the guy will bring lunch. Then they will eat. They will be talking. I mean, before she realized, it was happening. You see, sometimes you will be quick to uh, accuse the person and you, the person that you are in that problem, because you don't talk about it, it's destroying you. Yeah. Learn. Sometimes when you encounter evil things, it is because you have become a prey to a predator. You have, you have been exposed to somebody who doesn't understand you. And God, as for God, he knows you. Right. He understands you. That's why he doesn't condemn people. That's right. Why do you think Jesus will look at this woman and say, me, I can't accuse you. Mm. Can't accuse you. Mm. Can't accuse you. Let's be careful. The spirit of power Stir it up. The spirit of love. Stir it up. And the spirit of a sound mind. Look, what we believe in is not a crazy thing. When we sit here, we say, you will prosper. Some people look at it. The words that we speak unto you, they are spirit. And they are life. I know a motivational speaker who used to come to me. <laughs> when you see his dressing, you'll be motivated by his dressing. <laughs> when you see his shoe 
everything. You see, some people know how to dress. His trousers straight, his shoe on point, his shirt. You see, when the person is coming, you see that this person, uh, hey, when he's talking, hey, then he will come. You know, I have some checks that are delayed, so I want you to fill my tank, and then at the end of the month, and he will give you a check. When the check is due, then he will call you and say, hold on. <laughs> Big talk. Yeah. And he does programs. People listen to him. <laughs> Nothing. You see, uh, some of you, and when you are in the church and we are speaking, uh, you, know, you, see, you want us to be flashy. We can also be flashy. But our, our, our strength does not re- rely in the outward man. I know how to dress. I know how to be sharp. If I want to compete with people who dress, you you will be intimidated in coming to church. Because me to have taste, I have eyes. I know things to buy. When when hey, when I enter, you see that yeah, that's the pastor. <laughs> yeah. Then then it's like that's when hey. You have gone for a program. You see these motivational skills. When they are doing the program, they will rent a, a hotel, conference room. I mean, you have registered. You have paid. There's some snack. There are speakers. There are questions and answers. Every question, there are resource people. So they create an aura and an environment of, of power. And it's like, you see, it's a delusional thing. You see, it, it makes you feel that. Charlie, when you listen to these people, you become great. So it's like, and they, so many of them, eh, they belittle scripture, they belittle pastors, they belittle men of God. They feel that we are competing for material things and, and we are taking money from people. And they are telling you, they are speaking to you to bring out the power in you. To bring, you see, the things that God is saying, you won't believe it too. But another liar is telling you, we are bringing out the good in you, the power in you, the giant in you. And he is there, he's like an ant. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we have seen people who are flashy, but they have no light. Yeah. 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 Be careful. The word of God, eh, sometimes the reality is that when you are listening to scripture, you are following God. If you sit down, you may think that some of the things don't make sense. Yes, faith doesn't make sense because it is the substance of things hoped for. It is, I'm hoping to be something you can't see. And the evidence of things not yet seen, I am, but I have not seen any sign of becoming it. Yeah. That's God. There is nobody who motivates us. You see, when, when you've, many of you, when you obey little instructions that God gives you, it, it stirs up something in you. All of us. That's what, why we believe. It's, it stirs up something in you. Me, when I say, I didn't want to marry. I have friends who are not married at my age. I would have been like them. Yeah. Because that's their mind. I didn't want to marry. It is the church that changed me. Scripture, preaching. You got to. Because when you don't do it, you start doing things you shouldn't do. Today you are with this one. Tomorrow you are with this one. Tomorrow you are with this one. Then all of them, they are bringing demons into your life. All of them are bringing problems. You spend on this one, uh, then, Charlie, 
it falls away, then you go and take this one and chop her money. Then you see another one. Then this one is cursing you. <laughs> yeah. And when, we're, when a woman is cursing you, brother. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The spirit of a sound mind. We are not crazy. God looks at an old man and an old woman and says that you are going to give birth. And your seed shall fill the earth. And in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And once God said it, look at today. It has come to pass. You can't believe how it is. So when you hear something, eh, believe it. Sometimes some of the things, eh, we may not. Abraham had only one son when he was dying. Ishmael had left. He was not the promised child. The promised child was Isaac, the only one. Today, he has millions or billions of children. Yeah. It has been fulfilled. Sometimes when you believe in God, there are some things you won't see it physically. Because we are spirit beings. You will die and you realize that, hey, what God said, he's doing it for your children. He's doing it for your grandchildren. I'm telling you. One day, a certain man shared a story. His son, five-year-old son, he had a house. He said, Daddy, I saw a man who was sitting here in the afternoon. They, they picked him from school. He said he was sitting under the tree and he was smiling. He had crossed his leg. He was smiling. And he was wearing a hat and he had glasses. And he waved at me. And I waved back. Who is he? The father became afraid because he, re he recognized that he was describing his grandfather who had died. Yeah. And that's the place he used to sit. And it's a very wealthy family, godly family. The man was a godly man. All the children are powerful people. And his grandson was, it's like I've seen, he didn't know. Yeah. Five-year-old boy. I saw, I, saw, I saw them sitting down. Yeah. Maybe God just brought him to come and see his fruits. Yeah. You see, sometimes when there are things, life continues even beyond this physical realm. That's why I say, wherefore, a cloud of witnesses, they are watching us. Yeah. Think about it. There are things that are mysterious and mystical, but they are real. The, the, the life that God has created, everything is, will fall in line. One pastor, his wife died. He said he had a dream. And the, 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 there, was, there was a question that they've been asking they couldn't understand. He said in the dream, the wife said, here, there are answers for everything. That's heaven. Because here, there are no answers for everything. Yeah. You can try and do things, but Charlie, what you are expecting, you don't get it. How can you understand it? That's why you need faith. You, you have to believe because Satan, he can make you feel that what you are believing is wrong. Yeah. That's why some people look at us and think that we are mad. We are mad. What you are believing in the scripture, you are following mad people. Yeah. But God has not given unto us 
a spirit of fear. But he has given unto us a spirit of a sound mind. Because sometimes, some of you, your mind is not sound. When you hear preaching, don't marry an unbeliever. You can't believe it. You don't think straight. When God says give, you can't give. That's why many people don't give tithe. Because they don't believe. Because you, according to your sound mind, if you want money, don't give it out. Don't give it out. That's why you see people who, who, who have money but they won't give. Hmm? They won't give. They will go and give it somewhere to women, parties. They know how to chill. We're chilling. We're chilling. We're chilling. chilling. You will chill. Uh, that's why you are freezing. You have become cold. Yeah. You are unresponsive to spiritual things. You are dead. Sensual. Yeah. You live in the flesh. Yeah. You are no more a spirit being. As many as are led by the spirit, they are the sons of God. For to be carnally minded is death and enmity with God. You have become an enemy. Even though you have life. Yeah. Do not love the world. None of the things that are in the world. You go to a club, you go to a party, you go to some place, you are happy to post it online. I've, I hardly see some of you even take pictures and say, I'm in church, and post it uh, uh, on, on your Facebook page or whatever page. Selfie. But you go to a toilet in a restaurant, in a hotel, then you, 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 you take pictures in a 4D mirror. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You have, you have a, a, a party and with pizza on the table. Pizza. Pizza. Come on, pizza. We are, we are living the life. You are sitting down with girls. Everybody's breast is showing. Then you take the snapshot. Then you take the breast in line. Me and my girls. Me and my girls. They have tattoos. Cat tattoos. Snake tattoos. We are living the life. Then you are, you are creating a picture to the world of happiness. But you are empty. People who chill, eh? me, you see, I don't like pictures. Yeah. Because if I take pictures everywhere I go, you'll be jealous. Yeah. Yeah. Believe God. We are not crazy. You see, the things that we are telling you, we are not crazy people. We are very practical. We have sense. If it's cool sense, we have it. Eh? If it is worldly sense, we have it. Do you understand? We, God has given us something. That we, many of the things that you have done or you are doing, we've been through it. Yeah. Some of you see, you listen to people you shouldn't listen to. When you see a servant of God, you put that person in a box and you are unable, you are unable to relate with the person. You are unable to relate with the person. Because there is pre- 
prejudice. It's like, hey, pastors are this, pastors are this, pastors are this, pastors are that, pastors are that. Yeah. Meanwhile, do you know the blessing of God? Said, I will give them pastors according to my heart, which shall feed them with knowledge and understanding. You see, when I, when I started listening to Bishop Dark, I said, hey, I've met somebody who explains life. He understands. Somebody who is privileged and has sacrificed all the privileges and is serving Christ and is leading many people to Christ. It's a wonderful thing. Yeah. Yeah. And somebody will sit back and say that, yes, we are mad men. We are following somebody. Charlie, but you see, the truth is, eh, it is uncomfortable to the world. You are, you are in the world, but the world you you not. Because you were not of the truth. Yeah. Jesus Christ, they didn't understand him. They called him Beelzebub. False prophet. Blasphemous. All kinds of things. But today, who is justified? Who is justified? And if this is the path we are walking into, expect the accusations to follow. It's just like, you see, you can meet somebody who doesn't believe in school. If you are not careful, you think that going to school is a waste of time. And you will drop out of school. When we were in school, we had a friend. We, we had three boys who were friends who were sacked. They went to smoke cigarettes, boarding school. And the person who bought the cigarettes and they were smoking, his father is a prosperous business man and lawyer. And when they sacked his son, he came to the school to pick him. Those times he had Mercedes, we call it Barracuda, S-class. He brought the car to school with a cigar on his mouth. He got down. We're in the class and we saw the car. Yeah, in front of the house. And he came to pick his son. Oh, you have sacked my son for smoking. You haven't done anything. Today, the guy went to America and went to school. He's a lawyer. He's a prosperous guy. The other guy, one of them, he's a driver of a Chinese uh, uh, <laughs> restaurant. Uh, uh, the, he drives their bus. Uh, yeah, he drives a bus. He goes to buy uh, shrimps. Shrimps and, and green beans. Yeah, green pepper. For them to cut. Yeah, you followed. You see, you are following something. That doesn't accommodate you. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, he, he, he's, he, he's there. He's there. You, you are here. He used to play football. We know him. Pa. The football couldn't take him anywhere. He's a driver. It's a Chinese restaurant. Yeah. Stay up. Every good thing that God has given to you. There are many things. There are many things to stir up. We can't talk about all of them, but these ones, don't forget them. Lift up your hands, stand to your feet, everybody. Thank you, Jesus. Today is Friday. When we close, go home. Don't go anywhere. You are the reason I don't want to close early. Everybody stand. Lift your hands and speak to the Lord. Lift your hands, speak to the Lord. Pray. I don't know what God has said to you, 
But you see, I like teaching because there is an effect that teaching has. Every great person has been taught. Because great things are learned. Greatness, even if it is imparted, it is through principles. Anything that makes you great, you have to learn. This thing, I may preach it another time because there are many things that are inside. Like stirring up good works. When, when you don't understand that life eh, is a principle, it's like you have to know the value of working and doing things. When, when, when all you want is to be given things, you can't maintain anything. It's like if you don't work for a car and they give you the car, you will destroy it. If you don't work for a house, you can't know how to maintain it. If, if you have built a house, you will know how to maintain it. That's why when you are there, and sometimes, you know, they start giving you gifts and things. It dissipates. You can't grow it. Yeah. So, receive an impartation through the things that you have been taught. Yeah. Receive it. Yeah. Lift your hands and pray to the Lord. Yes, Lord. Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance. Second Timothy 1 6. That's your prayer topic. Second Timothy 1 6. Yes. Lift your voice. Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance everything that you have been taught. Don't forget it. Pray for the Holy Spirit. Pray for the Holy Spirit. That the things you are learning always be brought to remembrance so that you will stir it up. You will put life into it. Effort into it. Because that's what happens when somebody is cooking. The mixture is an effort. The mixture is a sign of concentration. Everything that you have to do, you have to be concentrated on it. You have to put effort. Nobody will do it for you. The only thing we do is to teach you. Be aware. This is what I want. Go and, and ask God, how do I become a lion? How do I become strong like a lion? How do I become bold as a lion? How do I rise up like an eagle? Yes. How do I renew my strength like the eagle? Yeah. How do I con control my environment? How do I assume power? How do I walk in love? And the Holy Spirit who is the teacher, he will teach you and he shall bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever things has been said. That's the power. Lift your voice. Yes. Pray. I want you to learn to speak to God. Specific things have been said in the past three days. All of them are working together for your good. 
the ability to give, the ability to rise out of poverty, the ability to rise out of bondage, the ability to come out of fear, the ability to come out of intimidation, to come out of bondage, every spiritual suppression that you go through, every demonic presence, every imagination that is evil, every thought that he has lifted itself against the knowledge of God which is in you, put it away and stir up in you the power of God, the love of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Help us. Help us. Tonight, be the one that speaks and changes situations in your life. Let your prayer. Let your request be made known unto God. Everybody lift your voice. Some of you are going through demonic torments and oppression. You are going through struggles. You can't sleep. You have visitations. You have confusions in the mind. You are confronted with decisions. You don't know the choice to make. Let God be the one that leads you. Let God give you strength. Ask God what to do tonight. Pray to come out of that problem. Ask for his leading and his guidance. Pray that he will direct your thoughts into loving him and into obeying him so that you don't make certain mistakes. So that you will not come into any form of bondage. So that you will not be corrupted. So that you will not enter into any hole or dungeon. In the name of Jesus, lift your hands, lift your voice, speak to the Lord, somebody. Lift your voice, lift your hands, lift up a lamentation, lift up a cry. Let your voice go up, let your voice go up. Pray over the struggles, pray over that thing that is in you that you don't want. Ask God to help you, for you are the one who is supposed to make it. You are the one who is supposed to do it. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes. Jesus. We thank you. We thank you. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Listen. The Bible says something that is very instructional. It keeps repeating. It says, take heed to thyself. It's like there are many things that God teaches. But the emphasis is that he's not teaching you to look at somebody or to reflect it in somebody's situation. But look at it yourself and apply it. Take heed to thyself. Look at your situation. Today, I've not spoken about anybody. about you? Don't remember anybody in the context of what has been said. Look at yourself. And the things that you need to come out of, you know them. So lift your voice in the presence of God tonight. The Spirit of God is moving right now. Some of you, as you begin to talk, you see that you are speaking in tongues that you don't know. You are speaking in unknown tongues. It is the Holy Spirit that is going to give you utterance tonight. Begin to say things. Begin to speak in your understanding. Begin to speak also in the Spirit. But say something. Lift up your voice. Tell the Holy Spirit to help you. You need to overcome every stronghold in your life. Every imagination that is a 
exalted against the knowledge of God. Anything that stands in the way of you growing in the things of God, of you being humble, of you being strong, of you being bold, anything that brings fear, you're overcoming it right now. Any demonic presence and authority in your life, speak to the Lord. Ask Him to overcome it now. Yes. 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 People have done things to you. It has hurt you. It has broken you. You can't speak about it. You can't say it. You feel shy. You feel that you are worthless. You look upon yourself. You are accusing yourself. No. Speak to the Lord. Open up to the Lord. Receive strength. Receive power. Overcome right now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Every eye closed. Everybody standing. Ashes, no movement. Let everybody stand. Everybody at the back. James, nobody should move. Everybody stand. I'm going to pray for some people here tonight. Now, everybody close your eyes. Look at me. Look at me. Look forward. Close your eyes. Lift up your, don't lift up your hands. I want you to concentrate. I'm going to ask you to lift up your hands if this applies to you so that I pray with you. Let every demon in this room be quiet. We silence every voice right now. We silence every voice right now. In the name of Jesus. All right. You are here. You want to give your life to Jesus. You want to say, Pastor, help me. I realize I need Christ. I need God in my life. 